Amen. I'm just going to dive right into the Word of the Lord and, and uh, minister what has been on my heart uh, for quite some time and, and uh, just, just, uh, just teach and minister. Tonight I will, I will and shall feel like that I'm uh, preaching to the choir. Amen. And, and uh, <clears throat> I don't feel bad about that because uh, just a few weeks ago, I was sitting there after I had led prayer and pastor was preaching. And all of a sudden, I was sitting by Brother Bowler, and all of a sudden, uh, Brother Urshan started preaching about Daniel. And, and the thought went through my mind that I've heard this story preached. I've heard this a thousand times. But it's still exciting. It's still good. And I leaned over to Brother Bullard and I said, I've heard this a thousand times, but it's still. He said, I was just thinking that. Amen. It doesn't matter how many times we've heard a message from the word of the Lord. Amen. If we can, it's life and it's hope and it's strength and it's recertification. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. So uh, I just want to read a couple verses of scripture and, and uh, then get right into the word of the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 9, actually 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariot, stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Amen. And tonight... I understand pastors started teaching some doctrinal for the summer, and, and this has some doctrinal in it that will strengthen us in some teaching and ministry. But I would like to minister tonight uh, on the simple thought, Naaman's new birth experience. Naaman's new birth experience. Would you pray with me? Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We are humbly thankful, God, for your mercy and grace. For without it, we know where we would be. We would be lost. Lord, thankful that you keep us, lead us, guide us, strengthen us, give us our daily bread. Lord, strengthen us of every day, Lord. Asking you, God, to bless tonight, bless your word. And Lord, I, I humbly ask that you would bless me and anoint me to minister your word. Lord, that we might be strengthened. Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray. And everyone said amen. You may be seated. And uh, I purposely, you know, you, 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 when you're married to... Uh, the same wife for 30-some years, you kind of get to know what her reaction's going to be. And so I purposely set my wife up. She must have stepped out for a moment. So this is a good time for me to tell this. Today, as we were coming to church, I purposely set her up knowing I would get a reaction. I, I told her how many pages of notes that I had. And she said, oh, Lord, there she is. And she said, oh, Lord. Yes, and she goes, well, I hope there's only one paragraph per page. And uh, I said, well, and uh, so I, I knew what I was going to get. But tonight I feel like, uh, pardon my reference to a Disney movie, 1995, and there's a movie called The Rookie. And in The Rookie, there's a man who's in his late 30s who, who all of a sudden, and this is based on a true story, it was actually true, his arm came back after he had lost his arm at, in his 20s um, and did not get to go to the majors. Um, and his arm came back. The movie's called The Rookie. And, uh, <clears throat> and so he, uh, his arm came back, and he was pitching. I know it may not be too fast, but it's a little faster than what I can throw. 96, 97, 98 mile an hour pitches. I, I don't know. Are they pitching over 100 these days? I, I don't, not much into sport. I, I got this, so it's, it's right there. And, uh, and so he was in the minors, and, and, you know, he didn't fit in with all the young guys. He was an old guy, and, and they tried to get him to lighten up a little bit. He walked into the locker room, walked up to one of the young guys one day, and, uh, and he said, hey, man, guess what? The guy looked at him and said, What? He said, we get to play baseball today. So I kind of feel like the old guy. Guess what? I get to preach about Jesus today. I get to tell about the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh, hallelujah. Is there anything more exciting than telling about Jesus? Can you say praise the Lord? 
Amen. Naaman was a mighty man of valor, the Bible says. He was a great man with his master and honorable. By him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but the Bible says that he was a leper. A leper. Leprosy in the Bible we understand and it has been taught much that it is a type of sin. In those days there was no antidote for it. Uh, many had thought it to be a disease of the skin, better classified of disease of the nervous system. And uh, the Lord knew how leprosy uh, was, was transmitted, and so he had state put forth in the book of Leviticus that in whom the leper plague is, his clothes shall be rent, his head bared. He shall put a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry, unclean, unclean. All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Uh, leprosy will start as a small tumor on the skin and, and begin to spread. And, and uh, it, it just is a, is a, is, was a grotesque disease that, that there was no, no antidote for being a type of sin. And even to the point where uh, it would be, you would become so insensitive because it would desensitize you in your much like diabetes would desensitize your nerves and your hands and your feet. And uh, leprosy will desensitize you that you would not feel pain and you would not feel hurt. And so, therefore, you would harm yourself. And no, much like sin, because we are so thankful that the Lord has taken out of us a heart of, of stone and given us a heart of flesh and, and taken away that insensitivity, insensitivity to the kindness and love of His gentleness of His Spirit and, and given us grace and mercy. Can you say amen? Do you remember those days when you were hardened in your heart? Amen. And, 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 and you, were, you were all bound hard and, and there was no sensitivity. And much like leprosy being the, the same type, Amen. You, the more that sin was a part of your life and the more you delved into it, the more insensitive we would become. And, and, uh, and there, there, there was only there was no hope for us without the Lord Jesus. And, and uh, Naaman was a leper. You know, and, and, and leprosy, and your limbs would fall off. Your, your, you would become so ugly and disfigured that you had to stay away from your family. You were, you were, you were separated from those that you loved. And, and, and we know that sin will isolate people. It will isolate you from those that you love that are dearest to you, that mean the most to you, and, and, and sin will cause one to cause pain to come to those that he will love the most. I can relate to that in, in, uh, in personal experience from, from a father and from seeing different situations and that people would, would, would be in sin and they would be caught up in these addictions and, and they would bring great hurt and then afterward they would feel such remorse and only to find themselves falling back into that again. Amen. And uh, it affects the whole man. Uh, leprosy, you know, affected the whole man. Much like sin affects every aspect of a person's life. His family, his home, his self, his heart, his finances, his children. Everything that he touches is affected. Amen. And, and, uh, and, and so we understand that leprosy is a type of sin and and, and Naaman was a leper. Someone say, praise the Lord. And, uh, and so we, we find that uh, there was a, a young lady who was captive, and she was a servant to the wife of Naaman. And they had brought away captives out of the land, and there was a little maid that waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. This little maid is absolutely astounding and amazing to me because when you see her and her testimony and her witness, she leaps off the pages as a shining example of a Christian, a shining example of a born-again believer that has ultimate faith in Jesus Christ, and ultimate faith in the Word of God that can look at someone and tell them that no matter what their plight is and no matter what their situation is, there's somebody who can help. There's a prophet in the church. There's a prophet whose name is Jesus. Or there's a prophet that can can deliver them. Oh, someone shout praise the Lord. 
This little maid was absolutely amazing. Her age is unknown, and that relates to us that, Lord, help us to always have that thrill and excitement and faith of a newborn convert that when God first delivered us, we were excited and telling everybody about Jesus, of what the Lord did for us. God renewed that new convert spirit in each one of us. Would somebody raise your hand and say, God, renew that new convert spirit in me. Let me have the spirit of life and hope of just being born again to to, to propel and proclaim the gospel and testimony of Jesus Christ. Her boldness, amen, her age is unknown, but her boldness is absolutely incredible. Her faith is unshakable. Her witness is powerful. Her point of reference is the prophet of God, and her statement is the healing and recovering of the incurable. Amen. The boldness of the Christian comes from a relationship with God that has proven himself time and time and time and time and time again. Oh, someone say yes. How many times has the Lord delivered you? We don't have any idea how many times. He's protected us when we didn't even know it. He's kept his hand upon us when we didn't even know danger was there. And we look back and we say, the Lord kept his hand on me. Oh, someone shout praise the Lord. He gives us victory in every battle, deliverance in every addiction, healing of all diseases, peace in every turmoil, strength in every weakness, joy through every sorrow, freedom from every prison, and liberty from all the tyranny of the adversary, the devil, who is after us like a roaring lion. But the Lord delivers us out of them all. Can you say praise the Lord? This unshakable faith that we have in God is because we know Him. We know the hope of His calling is to show forth His praise, to be His children of delight, to shine His glory in this dark world, to have relationship and fellowship with Him continually in love, that which we should be called the sons of God. He hath called us to glory and virtue, His eternal glory, to inherit a blessing, to be holy as He is holy. Oh, someone shout glory! We have a hope. We know Him. We have relationship with Him. We know the riches of the glory of His inheritance. Light, life, hope, love, righteousness, holiness, glory, virtue, godliness, and much, much, much more. There's no extent or end to the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the glory of His nature, the majesty of the King. Oh, praise the Lord tonight. Because of our relationship with Jesus. Amen. You see, there's one thing that we know on an individual basis that nobody else knows like we know. Because you can't tell it like I tell it. You don't know it like I know it. It's my personal testimony of the resurrection from the dead, the resurrection from sin, the resurrection from this world. It's my personal testimony of the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to that working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. You see, we believe in that power. We understand that power because that power did for us what nobody else and nothing else can do. It brought us out of the dead works of sin. Our faith is unshakable tonight because of that. Oh, praise the Lord. Because of our relationship, amen, with Jesus, you can't tell me he's not real. You can't tell me he's not a deliverer. You can't tell me he's not a healer. You can't tell me he can't bring me out of any and every situation. And so God, give us the boldness. Can you say praise the Lord? Her witness was powerful. The testimonial witness of the born again believer is powerful. It's powerful. I believe in the preached word of God. It's the preaching of the word of God which will save the lost. Amen. If they don't hear the preached word of God, the Bible says that they are lost. That's why it's imperative that we become like Noah of old, a preacher of righteousness, proclaiming, amen, 
by word and deed. I said by word and deed. We need to speak it and we need to live it by word and deed, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So much more as we see that day approaching, let us proclaim with boldness in our life, in our actions, in everything we say and do, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let it be alive in us every morning, at noon, every afternoon, and at night. When we go out the door, oh hallelujah, and when we come back in again, when we sit at the table, let the gospel be alive in our life. Can you say amen? Amen. Her personal testimony, much like Paul, hallelujah, after years of preaching the gospel, amen, as he stood before the king Agrippa, give an account of yourself, Oh, I'll give an account of myself. I was on the road to Damascus. I was on the road to hell. I was on the road to alcoholism. I was on the road to arrogance. I was on the road to sin. I was on the road to drug addiction. I was on the road to my own life. I was on my road to greed. I was on my road climbing the ladders, amen, of this world. I was on that road. That's the road I was on, amen. Can I get a witness? I was on that road. I was on my way doing my thing, but a light shined from heaven, a light shined from heaven. A light shined from heaven and it brought me to realization I need the Lord. Nobody, nobody, nobody can question the testimony of someone who's been filled with the Holy Ghost and been brought out, amen, and walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Say amen. Her point of reference, amen, is the same as ours. The prophet the prophet of God, if he would just see the prophet, if he would get to that prophet, much like ours is the prophet. Amen. The Bible says the Lord God in Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 18, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him shall you hearken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee. I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Amen. We understand and know that Jesus is the prophet. Jesus is the prophet. Pastor Urson can preach like nobody else I've ever heard preach in my life. Can you say Amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But he's not the prophet. Jesus is the prophet. And he'll be the first one to tell us that. Can you say praise the Lord? Our reference is the prophet. Because we know that we may not be able to help somebody. But if we can get them to Jesus, we may not be able to give them the answers. But if we can get them to Jesus, we may not be able to tell them what to do. But we can tell them where to go. Get to an altar and call on Jesus. Jesus is the prophet. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I could go on and, and minister about that, but I want to just move on. Her statement was healing and recovery of the incurable. I, this isn't in my notes, but it's good preaching. <clears throat> because there's a story, and this is true, this is a story about an alcoholic who went to, was looking for help, and he went to, I won't name the organization, that would not be nice. I want to, but I won't. See, I want, my nature is to be mean. I want to I just tell it, but I'm not going to. So she, he went to ABC preacher of ABC organization, knocked on the pastor's door, and the pastor knew him, knew what town he said. He was a drunk. He was not. He was the drunk of the town, and he and he knocked on the door. He's pastor. I need help, pastor. I want to come out of this, pastor. I need help. That pastor. Okay, looked at him and said, you know, I, I don't really think I can help you, but that United Pentecostal Church over there, they, they, <laughs> they, they, can, they, they, they can help you. Amen. They can help you. Hallelujah. I want you to know we have the answer for what everybody needs. We have the answer. We have the anointing. 
It doesn't matter how incurable, how far, how far down, how far out, how long. It does not matter. Jesus Christ can help them and we have the answer for them. Oh, let us proclaim it and believe it and take it to the streets in Jesus' name. Our statement, restoration of relationship with God, forgiveness of sins, deliverance from addictions, removal of guilt and shame, joy unspeakable and full of glory, victory in Jesus, overcoming power, love, hope, peace, and salvation. Oh, hallelujah. There's nothing that's incurable. There's nothing that the blood of Jesus can't touch and heal and deliver. There's no one that God can't save. There's no one that's beyond hope. I don't care who they are. There's nobody that can't be touched by someone who prays and believes and testifies in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What's amazing is, what's amazing is, she was putting her life on the line. She was the one putting herself in danger. What if? She's a lowly servant. What if? As a matter of fact, the king, when he received word, he got all shook up and said, this king is seeking occasion with me because am I God <laughs> that I can cure? You know, you know that little mistress, she was putting her life on the line. I think it's time we put our lives on the line. I'm preaching to me, hallelujah. I need to put my life on the line. I need to put, I need to put, you heard the old phrase, you say that, put your money where your mouth is. Put your life in what you're saying. Put your life in the reason you come to church every Sunday morning and Sunday night. Put your life, put it out there. Amen. This little mistress this little servant, she was putting her life on the line. And, uh, and, and oh, Lord, have mercy. But you know what? I believe that there is an awakening that is taking place. I believe that there is an awakening that is arriving, an awakening that is happening in each and every one of us that how the enemy may in time and this and that may have lulled us to sleep. There's an awakening that's taking place that says, it's time to awake and arise, O thou that sleepest. Oh, someone say, praise the Lord. Someone say, Lord, wake me up tonight. Lord, wake me up tonight. Make me alive, O Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And King read the letter in his clothes, and the prophet said, amen. Send him to me, let him come to me, and he shall know that there's a prophet in Israel. I just had a thought of the book of Joel, where just a reference, where God said, I will do thus and thus, and I will do thus and thus. And a couple of times he said, and my people shall never be ashamed. Oh, praise the Lord. My people shall never, ever be ashamed. Oh, glory. Stand up. Stand on the word. Stand on the testimony. Believe. Testify. Reach out and claim it. Reach for the, reach for the stars. Hallelujah. Reach for the star of Jacob. Oh, praise the Lord. Reach for him tonight. Naaman came with his chariot. Stood at the door of the house of Elisha. He came to hear the instructions of the prophet. And that's what we're here tonight for, is to hear the instructions of the prophet, whose word is in this, in this case, the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. The words of the prophet. Amen. The prophet that God raised up. Amen. Elisha sent a messenger. Go wash in Jordan seven times. 
Thy flesh shall come again unto thee, and thou wilt be clean. And Naaman had a little too much pride, a little too much arrogance, thought he was somebody. You know, that's amazing, isn't it? I, I just had to a chuckle. It's just amazing to me. And, it, you know, even in myself, it's amazing sometimes as I reflect on me. Amen. I say, uh, you know, we, 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 uh, somebody will come to God, come to the pastor, and come to here. And, and their life, <laughs> their life is a wreck. Amen. <laughs> I mean, their life and their wife and their husband and their family and their job and, and everything is a total wreck, a total mess. And the pastor will just simply say, come and repent, humble thyself, and kneel. And that spirit rises up. And it's like, are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, my Lord, have mercy. Wake up. What has this gotten you? How far has this gotten you? You need the Lord. Amen. So Naaman had a, oh, praise the Lord. Amen. If you're, <laughs> amen. If you're sitting here tonight, amen, and you, you're in that situation, you see, the good thing about not having a real small church is, is I can just get up once in a while and when I minister, I, I you know, it does, I don't know everybody's here and everybody's business, you know. I don't, you haven't written me, I don't know. I'm just preaching when I feel in my heart. And God could be talking to you and talking to you. So if the Lord's talking to you tonight, I just have a simple word from the Lord. If, if, if God would have asked you to do some great thing, wouldn't you just go do it? Come on, Naaman, you're a mighty man of valor. You're, you're a great, if God would have asked you to, to go slay a thousand men, wouldn't you have done it? I mean, look what Samson did. He, he, he went and slew a bitty, bitty Philistines to prove who he made. Wouldn't you have done it? All he's asking you to do is go wash in the Jordan. Well, aren't the rivers of my country good enough? Aren't the waters of the rivers that where I live, they're clean? That river Jordan is muddy, it's dirty. It's filthy. It's right in the valley of all that fertile land. And can I go? And the answer is no. You cannot go to the waters of your homeland. Why can't you go? Because the promises of healing that come from God, they are promises that are to Israel in the promised land. Amen. And this is all a type and shadow of the new birth. It's all a type and shadow of what's going to come down the road on the day of Pentecost. It's all a type and shadow of what we have experienced. The promises of God are to the believer. The promises of God are to the humble. The promises of God are to the obedient. The promises of God are to those that are baptized and filled with the Spirit and walking with the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord? So in a type and shadow, he had to go into Israel to partake of the promises. He had to go the way that he had to go into Israel. One of the reasons for this is because when the Israelites came into Canaan, guess what river they went through? They went through the river Jordan. To get into the kingdom in the natural, they had to go through the waters. Naaman had to go through the waters. Can you say amen? Another reason that he had to go through Jordan, now I'm stretching just a little bit. Now y'all get that Holy Ghost rubber band on and stretch with me, okay? I'm going to stretch just a little bit, but it, it's, it's a good stretch. Don't get nervous. Amen. Jordan means descender. It descended and took all the crud. It took all the filth right down the river into a place called the Dead Sea. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. I want you to know there was somebody who descended. There was somebody who took all the crud back to hell and it said, this doesn't belong to my people. This belongs down here with you. And when he came out of that grave, he came out with the keys of death and hell, which gives us the power to stand up and declare faith in the name of Jesus, walking in the life and the light of the Lord. Oh, someone shout yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So, therefore, the River Jordan, type of descender, who descended, 
Jesus, waters, baptism, Jesus' name, it all makes sense. Can you say amen? And I'm just getting started. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Those, those pages, I'm turning them fast, honey. It's all right. I'm going to get there. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. He had to go down to Jordan. He had to go through Jordan. You have to go through the descender. We have to come into the church by Jesus Christ because he is the door. Hallelujah. The crossing at Gilgal. He had to humble himself in obedience and accept in faith the word of the prophet. And let me make a statement that is a powerful statement. Amen that I feel like the Lord just gave me tonight. He made us, I feel like the Lord just talked to me about this and, and just, to, just to bring it to your attention and, and, and our attention, our attention, amen, and that, that we all need to maybe pray about this and ask God to help us. You see, it took humbleness and obedience to get us in the kingdom. It took humbleness and obedience to get us into the kingdom, amen, to get us to an altar. We had to humble ourselves and be obedient to get us in the waters we had to be obedient. Amen. Let me make this statement, and this is the statement. It never changes. Humbleness and obedience is a required prerequisite to get us in, and it's a required prerequisite to keep us in. Can you say praise the Lord? It never changes. We never get to the place where we are lifted up. We always need humbleness and obedience. Humbleness and obedience. Humbleness. Be obedient to those whom the Lord hath placed over us. Someone shout yes. It's a covering. It's a covering. Humbleness and obedience. Humbleness to my elders, Elder Enos and Elder Bowler. Elder humbleness to, and obedient to Pastor, Pastor Urshan and those. <laughs> Here we go, baby. And those that he places in leadership. Oh, that's good preaching. I heard that laugh. I love it. I'm going to miss you. You get married, prerequisite, he has to come here. Because I'm not letting you go. Everybody say amen. 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 But humbleness and obedience. Amen. As God. Oh, hallelujah. You see, you have to, we have to understand. It's God that raises up. It's God that exalteth. It's God that places anointing. It's God that places callings. Amen. And if God has brought us here under pastor, hallelujah, whoever God raises up under him, we need to, amen, humbleness and obedience. Can you say praise the Lord? It's our covering. It's our shelter. It's our hope. It keeps us in the kingdom. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Now, Naaman, you have to go do it seven times. You have to go down seven times. Why can't I just go down once? That filthy water. I, and I don't, I should have researched this. We've always preached, and I should have, I meant to, forgive me. We have always preached that he went down into the water. Now, when I read it, it said wash. So I kind of get the understanding, and I, I didn't really, I, I, I just, I forgive me, but, you know, we've always heard a priest, he went all the way under. Well, that, that's good because baptism is all the way under, amen, because it's being buried with Christ. Someone say praise the Lord. Buried with him in baptism, so it makes sense. He had to wash his whole body. Amen. You, you don't do that with a little sprinkle. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Seven times. Why seven times? The reason why is because this is a type and shadow of the New Testament birth. And seven times in the Bible depicts, amen, um, it depicts a completeness or a fullness or a total in reference to God. In the book of Revelation, the number seven is used more than 50 times. Seven letters to the seven churches in Asia. Seven spirits before God's throne. Seven golden lampstands. Seven stars in the right hand of Christ. Seven seals of God's judgment. Seven angels with seven trumpets, etc. 
The number seven represents completeness or totality. The seven churches represent the completeness of the body. Amen. The seven seals, the fullness of God's punishment, so on and so forth. And so therefore, since this is, and we understand that the Old Testament all points to the, the, the Christian, the new church, amen, all points to Jesus. This is a type and shadow of the new birth in that seven is total or complete. And in reference to the new birth, we can relate to different examples in the Bible that are also types and shadows of the new birth where the number seven is used very importantly. Amen. And not to bring them out by importance, but number one, we have the six days of creation and on the seventh day, God rested. And we as a Christian believer have entered into that rest, that rest that God has given us where we rest in him with hope and life and joy and peace. Amen. Looking unto the end, hallelujah, of the author and the finisher of our faith, whom is Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We also have the days of Noah Amen, where Noah built the ark, and when Noah brought the animals onto the ark, or let me rephrase that, God brought the animals onto the ark. Noah was also commanded to bring animals onto the ark, and that were seven of the clean. Amen, this is a type of seven of the clean animals that were going to be used in the law as a part and a, a sacrifice for the putting off of the sins of the people. Seven of those were taken onto the ark, amen. And then also after the ark was finished, God told Noah to take his family onto the ark and they sat on the ark for seven days before God shut the door. Hallelujah. There was a time and a space, amen, for grace and mercy to work in those seven days where anybody could have gone onto the ark, but there was none that believed. But this is also a type of the total and completeness of God. There is also, when they came into the land of Canaan, when they crossed over Jordan, <clears throat> they marched around the walls of Jericho for seven days. Amen. And on the seventh day, they marched around the walls of Jericho seven times on the seventh day. And at the end of the seventh time, they shouted with a great shout. Amen. And when the Bible speaks of shouting with a great shout, the word shout, amen, shouting with a great, they shouted with a great shout. The word shout comes from the word teruah. The word teruah comes from, amen, the use of a shofar, amen, in the old days, a type of the shofar that is used especially on Pentecost or the Passover. It is also related and referenced to a type of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. That we need to proclaim with a shout. Amen. It's a shout of joy and it's a shout of war at the same time. But the number seven is completeness and fullness. But we find that when we get to the New Testament, the fullness and the completeness of Jesus, the fullness and the completeness of God is not found in a number, but it's found in a name. And that name is Jesus. A type of shadow. Hallelujah of being baptized in the wonderful name. We don't go down seven times. We go down one time because there's only one name and there's only one name. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Someone say praise the Lord. The fullness. God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Oh, praise the Lord. And we understand that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full. Somebody say full, complete, whole, totality. When you see Jesus, you've seen all of the glory and the majesty of God. Can you say amen? Oh, hallelujah. It's all 
in him. Praise the Lord. John 1, 15 through 17 says, John bear witness of him and cried, saying, This is he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. Oh, hallelujah. And of his fullness. Somebody say fullness. Have all we received and grace for grace. For law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Jesus is the fullness and completeness of the glory and the majesty of God Almighty. And oh, what a privilege it is to be baptized in his wonderful name tonight. Can you say praise the Lord? You see, Isaiah prophesied that there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, and might, knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Jesus is the shining light and the example, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but receive it tonight and grab a hold of it one more time and say, I still love him. I still praise him. I give my life to him. I want to testify of him. I want to see his glory. I want to see revival. I want to see him work. Oh, someone say yes. All of the compound names of the Old Testament, and I could, you could go off on a tangent and and preach about Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Mekadesh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Saboeth. Amen, honey, I'm turning these pages fast. Jehovah Ra, Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Shama. And you know, you could just go off on these and, and you, could, you could begin to preach about them that the Lord will provide, the Lord will heal, the Lord is my banner, the Lord is a sanctifier, the Lord is our peace, He is the Lord of hosts. Oh, hallelujah. He is our shepherd and He is our righteousness. And he is always there. But I want us to receive this and understand. And we all, I'm preaching to the, I've said it a dozen times it seems like. Amen. You already understand and know. But if there's anybody here that doesn't, I want you to know tonight, Jesus fulfilled every single one of these compound names. And he is the fulfillment of it all. And when we call on him, we call on our provider, our healer, our righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. And he's a very present help in the time of trouble. Glory to God. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. It is all in him. Someone say praise the Lord. Our sanctification. He's our banner that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. I want someone to know right now that the enemy's coming in like a flood. That the blood of Jesus Christ that is upon you, hallelujah, when you were baptized in his name and you've committed your life to him and you're walking with him and you're wanting to and you're seeking him, that the blood of Jesus Christ will raise up a standard against that enemy and stop him from destroying you and stop him from bringing you down and stop because it's in the name of Jesus. It's in his blood. He's the better. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, let's lift our heads and receive it right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, I receive you're my banner. I receive you're my provider. I receive you're my healer. You're my strength. I receive that you're always there. You said I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. We are never, 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 never without you. Oh, praise your wonderful name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Praise the Lord. In reference to baptism, and quickly moving on, and amen, Jesus was baptized, and, and as I was studying this out and wanted to bring out what I felt like the Lord was giving me in the message, amen, I realized that Jesus himself was baptized, and he was baptized I believe in those old muddy waters of Jordan. Amen. And uh, made a statement. John said, 
I'm not worried. No, I need to be baptized of thee and suffer it to be so to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus, if we can receive, fulfilled his own righteousness as the Son of Man by being baptized. There was no sin in him, none to be remitted. But he fulfilled the righteousness of a man being baptized, amen, as our example. If, and, and it's important, I want us to receive this. If, if Jesus had not have been baptized, it might have been said, Jesus wasn't baptized, so therefore I don't need to be baptized for any reason other than to be an example that I'm a Christian. But it's much, much more than that. And then therefore the, the determinant might be that there would be no need for baptism. And yet you see it all through the scriptures. Baptized unto Moses, amen. The baptism of the earth in the beginning of creation. Water was up on the face of the deep, amen. The spirit of the Lord moved up on the face of the waters. God said, let there be light. Light cometh after Baptism, light cometh after the Spirit of the Lord moves. Amen. That's why it's imperative for baptism and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So that light can come and shine our path. Could you say praise the Lord? So he was baptized. There is none righteous, no, not one, except for Jesus Christ. He's the righteous judge. Amen. Jesus Christ is the righteous one. Hallelujah. And he was obedient in his humanity to the leading of the Spirit. Here we're getting back to obedience again. Obedient. Amen. Obedient. He, he, say, he made a statement. I've told my daughter, my wife this, and maybe some others that absolutely astound me. He made a statement. He said, I always do the will of my Father. And we're supposed to be like Jesus. Oh, think about that a minute, would you? How often do we make decisions based on past precedent without seeking God? How often do we make decisions on our own without finding His will? I mean, I, I can give you a prime example of a man who did that, who was a great man of God in the Scripture. We look to him and say, I want to be like him. I want to stay in the tent where the glory of God is when everybody else is gone. Joshua, used of God. My, gonna, you're going to take my people into the land of promise. So after Jericho, all right, guys, time to move on. Let's go. Uh, 3,000 men, that's all we need. Go take care of AI. How many men died? Okay, okay. Obedience. Stop and hear the voice of the Lord. Stop and be sensitive to the voice of the Lord. Stop and feel. After. He, Jesus said, I always do the will of my Father. How, how, how did he do that? Can we, is there anybody here that can say, I always do the will of my Father in heaven? Always. Lord, help us to strive and reach. Someone say, praise the Lord. Obedient. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Jesus, <clears throat> after his death, burial, and resurrection, he made a astounding statement in Matthew 28, 18. He came and spake unto them, his eleven disciples, and said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said, All power. This man, Jesus, received all power in heaven and earth. Now, what, what he, he, he made this statement as a fact of understanding. He did not declare it with great authority, with thunder and lightning and all of that that goes with it. He just simply said, all power in heaven and earth is given to me, this man that stands before you, this man, amen. And then he said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. That statement, you see, we separate the verses 
and, and then we will take 2818, and then we'll go to 2819, okay, and talk about baptism. But Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Teach all nations what? All power in heaven and earth is give unto Jesus. He has defeated all kingdoms. He has defeated all adversaries. He has defeated every aspect of sin, every aspect of rebellion. He has torn it down. All power is given unto him. It's no wonder that we want to be in him. I want to be in him where the power is. That's where the power lies. The power lies in Christ. The overcoming power that you are wanting and desiring, that we hunger after and need every day of our life, it is in Christ. And I know you've heard this a thousand times, and you'll hear it a thousand times again. Amen. Probably in the next three years as pastors preaching from this pulpit. It lies in Christ. Can you say amen? Aren't you thankful we have one that teaches, that points us toward Jesus? Oh, praise the Lord. But he said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. He made this statement after he had descended and taken the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Amen. And then he says, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. According to the book of Matthew, this is what it says, amen, that we have in the Holy Writ that Jesus made this statement. What a seemingly, uh, seems like it's a total flip from what he had just said. He had just said, all power in heaven and earth is give unto me. Amen. Go ye therefore teach all nations about me and my name and all power that's been given unto me. And then the statement, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. It seems like, amen, it's a total change of of direction, a total change of what he's talking about because in that very same chapter though he was referenced over 16 to 20 times as Lord, the Son of Man, the Son of God, and then it seems as though, amen, he makes a change. Unless you understand what he's saying, unless you understand who he is, unless you understand the power of the statement, the power of the statement. And I just want to help somebody. If you ever get in a situation, this will help explain. Amen. As you're testifying and they have this question, someone say, Praise the Lord. Amen. That when he made reference to the name, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, they are prepositions that are describing the name. The name, amen, is Jesus. Jesus is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost because all power in heaven and earth is given to him. Let me explain and let me help us. Jesus fulfilled the relationship, amen, of God to man as the Father. Hallelujah. The fatherhood of God is revealed and the relationship is filled in Jesus Christ. Let me explain. Jesus stood on a mount overlooking Jerusalem and he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. He says, How oft would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doeth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. He's speaking in past tense as the Father. He said, I would have gathered you like a hen. I would have gathered you like a father. I would have gathered you in times past, but you wouldn't have anything to do with it. This is the relationship that God has with us as the Father, that God had with Israel as the Father, and Jesus says, I was the one that would have gathered you. He fulfilled the relationship of the Father. Can you say praise the Lord? He said in John, he said, if you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. You show me, Dad, and I'll be satisfied. Well, Philip, you, I'm getting ready to give you a revelation. 
Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me? Philip, he that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Jesus, amen, the Father is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the revelation of the Father in flesh. Can you say praise the Lord? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you thankful for the revelation tonight that you understand who the Father really is? Oh, someone shout yes. Jesus fulfilled the relationship of the Son. Amen. Written about in Philippians when the Bible says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. The, the understanding of this scripture is that although he was in the form of God, this man who said, All power in heaven and earth is given to me. This man, a man, he a man said that. Hallelujah. He did not grasp as a man at being God. He did not strive for authority. He did not strive to lift himself up and make himself of something that he was not. But he made himself no reputation. Took upon him the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of men, and was obedient, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became, oh, here's that word again, obedient. Oh, someone say obedience. Oh, Lord, help me to be obedient. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord why are you having me teeth hit that so often tonight? I did. That's not really a part of this, but Lord, you know. Amen. Lord, help us to be obedient. Someone say amen. Obedient unto death. You know, that's what we need. We need to be obedient unto death. We need to be obedient to the death of ourself, our attitude, our arrogance, our way, our what we want, how we want it. Amen. We need to be obedient unto death, the death of the flesh. Can you say amen? We need to be the death of this self, the death of my will, not my will, but thine be done. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. What a glorious example we have in the ultimate, amen, test of faith in the Garden of Gethsemane when he's crying, crying and praying and he's under such stress that blood's oozing out of his pores and, and he, 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 knows, he knows that he has to bear the cross and the passion and he knows that he's going to have to bear the sin of the whole world he, and he's a sinless lamb of God but he said oh let this cup let this cup pass let this cup pass I don't want to drink this I don't want to drink it I don't want to drink it I don't want to drink it and tonight we are, we are offered cup amen after and he's, there were ones that wanted to sit by him on his right hand and left hand and he said can they drink of the cup can you drink of the cup? Can you drink of the cup? The cup isn't always what we like. It isn't always what we want. It's a cup of shame. It's a cup of hurt. It's a cup of pain. It's a cup of sorrow. But he was acquainted with sorrows and grief. Someone say praise the Lord. But he was obedient, obedient, obedient unto death. God help us to be obedient unto death. Amen. And be like Jesus and submit ourselves to the will of the Father for us. Help, praise the Lord. Let us be like Peter. Let us be like Peter. Amen. And Jesus looked to him and said, if, if John lives forever, what's that to you? Amen. If I want to keep him alive, you follow me. Oh, help us to follow Christ. Can you say praise the Lord? We each have our own road and our own way. And my road's not your road. Your road's not your neighbor's road. It's your road. It's your cross. It's what God requires of each one of us. And we need to ask God to help us to humble ourselves and bow ourselves and follow that road and take up that cross. That is our cross. Someone say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He was obedient. Amen. He humbled himself. Of course, he fulfilled the relationship, amen, of God, hallelujah, as the Holy Ghost, amen, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The first Adam became a living soul. The second Adam became a quickening spirit. That quickening spirit that abides within me is Christ, the hope of glory. Can you say praise the Lord? For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom ye are also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, hallelujah, putting off the body of sins, buried with him, in baptism, hallelujah, wherefore also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead, hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Just another aspect, just another way of bringing out the fullness 
of the glory and the majesty of his name. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. I missed something. I didn't want to miss it. I don't know where it went. I feel so bad because I really wanted to preach that. I, I really did. Maybe, maybe that was me. Maybe, maybe that was me. I don't know. I, I, oh, I know what happened. I know what happened. That's all right. We'll save that for another time. Maybe. <laughs> Somebody help me. The book of John. What are the seven I am statements of the book of John? I am the bread of life. I am the true vine. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I should have started counting. Now I can't remember how many of them. But there are seven I am statements. Seven. Jesus is all in all. Can you say amen? When you talk about the seven I am statements, the door, the shepherd, the bread of life, the true vine, resurrection of life, the way, the truth, and the life, that's six. See, that now, see now I'm preaching man, six. I need seven. To, <laughs> amen. Amen. God is good. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. Folks, it's all in him. Can you say amen? It's in his name. It's in his name. His name is the fullness and the glory and the majesty. Oh, praise the Lord. I need to land this thing. I need the Lord to help me do it. Amen. I think I know where I need to go. Right here. Jesus is our sanctification. He is our peace. He is our shepherd. He's our righteousness. He's there. He's our provider. He's our healer. Hallelujah. Tonight, tonight as we all stand, praise the Lord. The fullness and the glory and the majesty of his wonderful name. <clears throat> how many need something from the Lord? How many need, how, how many, I, I'm just going after what I feel. How many need some direction from the Lord? You need to, oh my Lord, have mercy. You need direction. Because I, I just saw a plethora of hands go up. I just saw hands that just, I need direction. I need direction. The Lord shall be a light. The Lord, there it is. Thank you, Lord. I am the light of the world. Number seven. Isn't God good? Oh, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Lord shall be a light unto thee. He's the light of the world. He shall direct thy paths. He shall guide you with his eye, and his hand shall be upon your head. The Lord will not fail thee. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many need healing? You just, you need, you need a healing touch. You just, anybody need healing? Amen. I saw a few hands go up. The Lord heals thee. He's your healer. He's the one. How many need, uh, you know what, friend? I was going to move on. I just felt a check. He did not take the stripes upon his back for naught. He took them 30, 39 times. If, if there were 10, 10, 10 straps on that whip, that's 390 times he took a lash. Five would be half that. We don't know how many lashes were on that whip. We just know that it was covered with bone and metal that would grab the flesh and rip it from his body. He didn't do that for naught. God is your healer. Jesus, it's all in him. He's your healer tonight. He's your direction. He's your light. He's your healer. Someone say praise the Lord. How many need some provision? You need provision. You need God to provide. Receive it in Jesus' name. Oh, there's a, I, I, there's a, there's a spirit moving in. I, I feel it. I feel a spirit moving in. The spirit of the Lord is moving in. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. The Lord, how many need peace from the Lord? Peace. He said, my peace I give you. Not that the world giveth. My peace. Praise the Lord. Why don't we just begin to worship the Lord? Do you have a song?